0: to another edition of the second and goal fantasy podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert.
1: Good to be back on the show.
0: And in today's episode, uh, we'll be talking about the new CBA, collective bargaining agreement that has just been ratified by the NFL, as well as some free agent and trade news and its impacts on fantasy football. So Chris, what's going on? How have you been doing lately?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's kind of crazy, hectic around the world with this whole coronavirus thing going on. But I'm missing my sports. But other than that, it's just it's normal, normal days, you know. Just it can't
0: be normal without sports. That's I the mean, sad part.
1: Yeah, in the sports world, I'm not perfect. But other than that, I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I think
0: it's everything is so just stopped. It's so weird. But to hear more about that, you can listen to our coronavirus podcast, which we put out and is now posted. So you can listen to that. Um so yeah as i said today we'll be talking about free agents trades the cba and we'll start out with some blockbuster news that literally just came in minutes before we I started I mean yeah recording.
1: we were we were about to start recording and I literally picked up my phone and there was a notification. DeAndre Hopkins has been traded as part of a swap involving David Johnson as well. I mean, this is one of the biggest trades that I think we've seen over the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, I didn't even believe Chris when he started telling me. All we know right now is that David Johnson is going to the Texans for DeAndre Hopkins. Kenya Drake has been signed, ca- tagged by the Cardinals, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But for now, like this is a huge trade, presumably involving some i mean—graph picks and... The Chicago Sun Times first reported it, by the way.
1: And so as you look at if you look take a look at the Cardinals offense right now, if they can manage to hang on to Kenyon Drake, which I'm sure they will because they placed a the transition tag, then they'll have Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, and then the rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray, who I think I originally had at number eleven or number nine last time we did our rankings, which was a couple of weeks ago. And I think he's a top five, maybe even top four player right now.
0: Yeah, I'm had him at number six. He's coming up ahead of Deshaun Watson to number five as we speak right now. So this is just a crazy trade. One of the craziest we've had over the past few off seasons. As I said, I didn't even believe Chris when he first told me about it. This is just like ridiculous. And it's unheard of just trading like a stud wide receiver like this. And It's kind of shocking for the Texans. Like Chris, I'm pretty surprised that the Texans did this, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I am. I feel like Deshaun Watson, along with DeAndre Hopkins, I mean that was a great combo, and I'm I I'm really interested to see what kind of compensation the Texans are getting. I mean, of course we know David Johnson, but I'm sure that it's there's a lot more going to the Texans, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, I would agree because like David Johnson, we we're not sure about his status coming in next year, so the Texans should be getting a whole lot more Mm -hmm. in in this deal. But yeah, as I said, I just put Kyler Murray at number five. I'm releasing that right now. So. I guess that's the pretty much the big trade and more information is coming soon. So watch your news outlets, whatever you follow and see what happens.
1: Or you can and, follow the second angle fantasy podcast.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we'll, we'll see the next time we'll do a podcast, but I mean, this might now, be big enough know. that we
1: could have an article about this. I mean, yeah, well, we'll, our we'll writer, a uh, touchdown. Kirk might have one. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, whatever he decides to do. But as we mentioned, Kenny and Drake has also been signed to a transition tag um, for, for the Arizona Cardinals. And under the new CBA, the tag rules are a little different. I think, Chris, you know more about this than I do, but I think the franchise tag is where uh, other teams can still give him offers, but the Cardinals have the option to match. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: and so the Cardinals, if they choose not to match and like another team signs him, then that team has to give them two first-round uh, draft picks. Yeah, that
0: would be a big cost. So the transition tag costs a little less than the regular yeah, franchise and I think, tag.
1: I think the difference is that the Cardinals have the opportunity to match anything another team gives, but if they don't, then there's no compensation or anything.
0: Yeah, that's that. I Oh, there's I'm, no compensation? The, it's very.
1: Or, I, I'm not really 100% sure, but I know it's, there. Are, it basically means that Kenyon Drake is most likely staying with the Cardinals.
0: And he's getting paid less, but he gets to explore more in free agency. But, yeah, he's been tagged. And so with David Johnson gone, Chris, I have him pretty high in my rankings. Is he a top 15 RB for you coming into 2020? Mm,
1: I don't think he's there yet because I have to see what the rest of that offense is going to look like because I right now the, I have no idea what we're going to be seeing. Is Deshaun, is Are the Texans going to get another receiver back? Are they going to get someone like Larry Fitzgerald? I mean – it's so confusing I right just
0: now. I don't know what more you need to see like we talked about this last time with Kyler Murray's value I believe like Kyler Murray leaps up for me and tenyon Drake's at number 15 right now for me but with DeAndre Hopkins a new receiver who's just going to open things up so oh, much wait, are we are were you saying David Johnson or no I was saying Drake oh oh Drake sorry I thought you said uh David no David Johnson for me is a number 25 yeah. do you mm-hmm, think Drake yeah.
1: is the top 15 I think Drake is definitely a top 15 running back I think that's that's yes, I definitely would agree with that. Okay,
0: so we agree. Like, I was like, that's what you said last episode that they need a receiver and they got one. So, mm-hmm. and
1: same thing with Kyler Murray. I had him all the way down at 11 because I just didn't feel like he had that threat that he needs. And oh my, did he get what he needed? Oh, I'm, I mean, i
0: can't wait till next year. If I wasn't going to draft Dak Prescott, I would draft Kyler Murray probably.
1: Yeah, this is this is this is a huge trade and it's going to have fantasy impacts everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be fun coming in to watch the Arizona Cardinals revamped offense. That's going to be a great team to watch coming into 2020. And the funny thing is, there's been so much news. Like there has been some huge news that would have taken over f- fantasy days, but like there's like been four or five of those pieces of news, so they've been overshadowed one after the other. And another piece is that Dak Prescott has been signed to the exclusive franchise tag, which means he cannot talk to other teams in free agency. So, Chris, I think this was the right decision. What do you think the Cowboys should have done? Is Was this the right decision for them?
1: Uh, I mean, you would have most liked to get Dak Prescott to a deal, like one of the ones that he had been offered before by uh, the Cowboys. And I think that would have been the most... the best situation for the Cowboys, but I think this is okay. I think they have more time to work on a long term deal. And I really do think that the Cowboys wanna have Dak Prescott back. Yeah. I mean the best
0: part about this is that they can still get a long term deal. They just have him secured Mm -hmm. in case they can't reach
1: If any of you are wondering the difference between the exclusive rights tag and the exclusive rights franchise tag and the regular franchise tag, the Cowboys are paying Dak Prescott a little bit more money, but Dak Prescott is not allowed to talk to any other teams. So there's going to be no conversation about maybe like signing with someone else. So it's, he's locked in with the Cowboys, but for a little bit more money
0: yeah and we've got a couple more franchise tags and af- actually we can get in after that we can get into the new cba proposals including a 17 game regular season coming mm-hmm. pretty soon oh so my,
1: I, I i love this
0: that, that's I, I guess i guess they would take off a game of the preseason i don't know exactly how that's going to work yeah but I we'll know. talk about it
1: a little bit later in the podcast
0: yeah so but first we got a couple more franchise tags so another one Derek henry who just got oh. tagged for the Titans, and this is huge for them because they also signed T- Ryan Tannehill to a four-year deal worth $29.5 per year. So this sort of sets their offense back, and I think with Tannehill, Derrick Henry can once again be a top-five RB this year in non-PPR uh, leagues. I'm going to be
1: honest. I hate this move by the Titans. I think this is really bad. This, is, this could cause a lot of problems, like maybe a Henry holdout and things like that because he put the Titans on his back in the playoffs. And if you can't manage to sign that guy that carried your teams to the playoff playoffs, but you can sign a guy that was on your team for half a year, that it just amazes me. I think this, this is not good for the Titans organization and kind of their image.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris, I see what you mean, and you're sort of convincing me a little bit, but I would think the better decision would have been to sign Henry and maybe, like if Tannehill costs a lot, so maybe franchise Tannehill too, just to mm-hmm. see what he's like for another year. Yeah, I mean, but this I've, is still fine with me.
1: Before so. this, I was actually reading a lot of the players were talking about this, and a lot of the players were very frustrated by this too because they realized how big of a deal uh, Derrick Henry is for the for the Titans and how much of an impact he has on their team.
0: Yeah, literally and figuratively. like He's a big deal, oh, and he's not a big deal.
1: As we're talking, the full details of the trade have come in. For David DeAndre Johnson, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, I have my phone sitting next to me for this reason. Here we go. So the Cardinals will be getting DeAndre Hopkins and a 2024th rounder, and the Texans are getting David Johnson, a second rounder, and a fourth rounder.
0: All right. So I guess. Wait. Does that mean? Um. Wait. Is that from Bleacher Report or where's that yeah. from? All right. Uh,
1: Bleacher Report. Yeah.
0: Just make sure to give the pro- just to make sure to give the proper citation. Like we don't want to rip every- anyone off. But yeah, I think this is. I don't know about this deal though. That's sort of a lot for David Johnson. What yeah. do you think,
1: Chris? Oh, well, I I yeah, so basically what happened is if we they both got each other's fourth or so the Cardinals are getting DeAndre Hopkins and this year's fourth rounder and all the Texans are getting is David Johnson a tw- uh, a second rounder and a 2021 fourth rounder. And I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is at a total another level compared to David Johnson, so that trade really amazes me.
0: Yeah, I feel like they must know something about David Johnson that we don't. And if they do, I'm happy about that for fantasy because then he, his value jumps. Like like I said, I had him at number 25 right now after that trade. So I think he's going to be approaching RB2 territory. If he proves that he can reassert his old dominance, he maybe even, even jumped up to an RB1.
1: And right so. now I'm, I'm actually very worried about uh, Deshaun Watson just because of the fact that without DeAndre Hopkins gone, we don't... Re- they have a running game now, it seems like, with David Johnson. I think he can be a serviceable back, and he'll definitely be the leader in that Texans backfield. But they don't really – I mean, with how many injuries Will Fuller, the uh, fifth, gets, I don't think you can trust him as the number one receiver. So I don't really know who that receiver is right now in the Texans offense.
0: Yeah, and Will Fuller gets hurt all the time. So
1: mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, and the injuries. That's a big reason. I mean, they have Kenny Stills, but Kenny Stills isn't a number one rece- – isn't a wide receiver one in my eyes for a Texans team.
0: Yeah, the Texans, this is not very really a smart trade for me. I think they should have drafted a running back because, yes, it is the piece that they need in their team, but to give up that much for David Johnson is just not not worth it. it. That's a great trade though for Arizona. Just what they needed was I mean, to get I rid of David Johnson's massive contract, mm-hmm. keep Kenyon Drake, and get Hopkins. That's in a great trade.
1: Yeah, and uh, with Kyler Murray on the rise in that offense under Cliff Kingsbury, oh my! The Cardinals are a deep sleeper for a playoff run this year.
0: Maybe not even a sleeper, but like if I mean, they improve their even. defense. But
1: yeah, the defense is the biggest question now. I think that offense has been proven, and that addition just puts them at the top of the league in offense. And so for the last of the
0: uh, franchise tags, the major franchise tags regarding uh, like free agency, for fantasy uh, relevant players. Yeah, fantasy relevant. Or fantasy, sorry. Uh, AJ Green has been franchise tagged. I think there were rumors going around for a while, but the Bengals have made it official that AJ Green is now uh, going to be franchise tagged. And as long so, as he doesn't
1: get injured, I, I like AJ Green. I mean, he's really un. you. It's really risky to select him in like your fantasy draft or something, but he's a good player if he can stay healthy.
0: Yeah, I selected him in hours last year, and he ended up missing the
1: whole season, mm-hmm. so that's pretty brutal. Yeah, that's but if he's on so the risky. field with
0: Joe Burrow, I'm excited.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. Yeah, so
0: I think, would he be a wide receiver
1: one for you, maybe? Or just outside? Uh, Yeah, he's definitely a... Wait, DeAndre if, Hopkins? No. Uh, oh, AJ, AJ Green? Green? No, 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 no. I'll
0: okay, say- I mean, if he stays healthy, would he be wide receiver one?
1: No. Are you sure? He's, like, I mean... He's... I i i don't uh he's borderline i think at the most because i like, think if he if we knew he would stay healthy i think he is
0: but the I health mean, is always if he
1: stays healthy the entire season i think he might be a wide receiver one but he's too risky to select as a wide receiver one and i feel like he's definitely going to get injured at some point
0: point. and you could get him for value somewhere i have him at number 17 so maybe that's a little bold but I think that's, that's sort a of mid-level bold. wide receiver too
1: mm-hmm. where do you have him chris I have him... Let me check quickly. I can pull it up. Let's see here. I have him at... Number... Number... Da, 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 25.
0: Oh, well, I so I guess his... I don't, I I don't like
1: that though. injury risk.
0: I can see what you mean about the injury risk. And maybe I'm sort of a hypocrite because I always don't like players who have that injury risk. Like, Will Fuller for me is down in the 50s. So, it's just like... I I can never trust those players. And he's good when he's on the field, but he gets hurt so often. It's Mm -hmm. brutal. It's like Jordan Reed all over again. Yeah. Except for wide receivers. So I guess that's it for franchise tags. So with the new CBA rules, so the CBA has just come out, and it was passed by a narrow vote, narrow majority, I believe. I think it was like
1: 1019 to 959, so really close. Yeah.
0: So like a lot of people such as Aaron Rodgers were very outspoken against it. And so th- one of the rules for this is but sometime between 2021 and 2023, the NFL will be expanding to a 17 game regular season. So Chris, what do you think about this? I mean, it's another game for fantasy, but like, what, what would, what are your thoughts on a 17 game regular season?
1: like it because i feel like the four weeks of preseason i mean i assume like you said earlier that they'll be taking away one of the preseason weeks changing it to three and i think that's really good because i feel like a lot of the times the the preseason it's it doesn't really do much for the players i feel like there's too many weeks of it kind of yeah it's just it's just good for a fan i mean some of the lower level players are getting more money because everyone has to be getting at least a hundred thousand more dollars like minimum
0: Oh yeah, I so, didn't notice that. I didn't see it's, that. It's
1: really good for a lot of the players and and I, I like it overall. I mean, as a fan, as as a lower level player, maybe some of the star studded older players, it's not as good, but yeah, I sort of hearing overall some, it's it's I, better for everyone.
0: I was sort of hearing some of the owners regretted passing it because it was like giving too much. I think the players got a pretty good deal though, aside like they had the seventeen game regular season, yes, but they got a lot of new benefits that they have wanted for a while and they avoided a lockout. So that's mm-hmm. always good. Yeah. And so now, do you want to move on to guys? Actually, let's move on to signings, and then we'll go to uh, guys who are still free agents. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Ryan Tannehill, and I, he was signed for twenty nine point five million a year. Uh, so he's he really uh, he really broke out in the end of last year. So Chris, I think I like this signing, but I don't love it. Like I think they still could have maybe just done a franchise tag. Although it's still good to get a guy locked up like this who's talented. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, you would have rather seen. I think it would have been a maybe better for the Titans if they had signed a if they'd franchise tagged him, and then maybe signed Derrick Henry because I feel like he should have been the top priority. But I think it's good to get him locked down.
0: But Henry did ask for a lot of money, like mm-hmm. six Henry, years, it, ninety million minimum. I mean,
1: as a podcaster, it's not like we know all the info. We don't know how much money they're asking because that plays a huge role, obviously, unless so. it's
0: reported. But
1: I mean, yeah, yeah but but so. If the Titans think Ty- Tannehill has a lot left in him, I think this is a good signing.
0: Yeah, like, he st- d- did seem good, and you can blame his struggles on the coaching in Miami. Adam Gase, like, for a lot of those years mm-hmm. was his coach, and uh, he does have a bad reputation around the league.
1: Yeah, there are, there are a lot of people saying he got overpaid, but I feel like he people don't realize, like, what... Adam Gase because I was reading a list of players just earlier today like Kenyon Drake people that have come from Adam Gase that have been not very good and now all of a sudden they're like Kenyon Drake with the Cardinals or yeah I example, wonder if- and Ryan Tannehill with the Titans I mean they've just exploded on the scene
0: it seems to be hurting Le'Veon Bell too in New York so mm-hmm. uh I yeah. guess another quarterback signing Kirk Cousins has signed a two-year 66 million extension for the Vikings and I guess was his extension over? I don't know if it was. Yeah. Uh.
1: No. I think he had a. I think he had one more year, or maybe a few more years. Yeah. I think not, he had like
0: one more. But. Yeah. I
1: think he had one more year on it, like his three year. I think it was eighty six million dollar contract, and now he's uh signed a two year sixty six million, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think there might be an option for for a thirty million third year.
0: Yeah, I like this signing, though, because Kirk Cousins is the kind of guy who, with talent, he can make a team pretty, go pretty far. And he, the Vikings have done a good job surrounding him with weapons. They have uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs at wide receiver, Dalvin Cook at running back, Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph at tight ends, mm-hmm. and, then and some a pretty a good a offensive, solid line, offensive line, Yeah, Yeah, so they've done a good job making him feel comfortable. And after a few bumps in the road, he did get comfortable in that offense. So I think the Vikings can uh, move forward with Cousins as their franchise QB because of the way that team is built. Oh, a new news?
1: No, I, I got a little buzz on my phone, but it wasn't, it was, it was more, <laughs> it was, it was a reaction to some of the DeAndre Hopkins trade, but I guess we could read some of them. I mean, you want to see what some people are thinking? Uh, I think if
0: you want, I don't know it, it's, it, I thought there was new news, but like, I think we still got to do the, uh, signings.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, I, it looks like pretty much everyone like is shocked. Like everyone is, <laughs> I wonder <laughs> like, why. Like it, this, this isn't crazy at all. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, let, I guess we can
0: move on though. And there's more free agents that we gotta do. Still, still, uh some signings and some still remaining free agents so we've got austin hooper is the next one and it looks like austin hooper they haven't really released the details but it looks like he's going to sign with the browns and it looks like the browns are intending to make him the highest paid tight end in the league so i think this definitely jumps his value for fantasy i put him up at number six now so chris what do you think about the austin hooper to the browns
1: I think it really depends on whether or not Baker Mayfield plays like he did in his rookie year or in his sophomore year because there was a huge difference there. But I like Austin Hooper. I think this is really good for him. I think it's good. He's kind of getting a fresh start, I feel like, somewhere where, somewhere where somewhere to start new where he hasn't – because in Atlanta for a while he was more of like a backup kind of – or he wasn't a backup, but he wasn't someone that you like – In his first year, he didn't really have a huge year. And I don't think a lot of people realize how good he could be. And now he has a chance to show it with the Browns.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he really did break out. And then he got hurt and then came back and wasn't very good. But I think he has a chance to sort of rejuvenate Mm -hmm. his career. For the Browns, I'm not that sure about the signing because they have David Njoku. But I guess they think he's not the answer because they signed Mm -hmm. Hooper. But that gives Mayfield more weapons.
1: I'm going to assume he'll be traded. I mean... I don't think you really want David Njoku and Austin Hooper on the same team. I don't think that's needed.
0: Or just cut or something. But I Mm -hmm. think with Freddie Kitchens gone, Baker Mayfield, and and with Austin Hooper now, Baker Mayfield can take another step and maybe that offense will do well. Yeah, And I know that it'll help the running game with Kevin Stefanski as head coach.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so that's it for the signings, but we've still got some free agents. And I guess... One notable free agent left is Jameis Winston at the quarterback position. So it looks like the Buccaneers, according to reports, are planning to move on without Jameis. So I dropped him out of my rankings because I don't think he'll be a starter I anywhere mean, else except maybe it's Chicago. So what I, do you think?
1: I, I still feel like there's a chance that Jameis Winston might come back like to the Bucs. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Think I think there was like the. the it conflicting there, reports. It sounds like the bucks are going to go all in on Tom Brady pretty much. Yeah, that, I'm yeah,
0: there's a new this it's kind of crazy like how many teams are shopping for Tom Brady, but I mm-hmm. think that does sort of make sense for them out of any other team because they're sort of a team that can just sort of needs a guy that could keep it the offense afloat with Chris godwin's and Mike Evans and that'd be good for Brady's value too. Like Brady would like I think Brady would like going to Tampa Bay and having those wide outs mm-hmm. that he hasn't really had throughout his career since Randy Moss. So I really like the that signing, and if of course, that happens. You have
1: to think about where James Winston could end up, and maybe somewhere like uh, Los Chicago. Angeles or oh, true, Chicago. Yeah. I mean, those would be exciting places to watch him kind of develop. I mean, hopefully, he can if he can get his picks down, then I think he'll be a solid, very good quarterback. So, Calvin, do you agree with this kind of uh, leaving James Winston to walk?
0: Um, well, I think if he stayed, he might just be a backup. I don't know how much faith Bruce Arians has in him. So I think in Chicago, I mentioned Chicago, because I think that's really one of the only places where he has a chance to be a starter, especially with Mitchell Trubisky there. Maybe in L. A. as well for a year. But the problem with him is, if he's on the field, good fantasy production. If he's not, like if he's not starting, then we just can't rely on him. Like if we don't know if he's gonna start.
1: Mm-hmm. He's not consistent enough to really like. To trust on a weekly basis in your fantasy season.
0: Yeah, there's ups and downs when having a guy who throws 5,000 yards and 30 interceptions.
1: Yeah, it's crazy what he did as far as interceptions and yards.
0: Yeah. So we've got another quarterback, and I think the youngest one that we have not talked about, and maybe the youngest one in general, Teddy Bridgewater, is still a free agent, and I don't think he wouldn't come back to the Saints. So it looks like he's the teams are shopping for him who still need a starter. So what would Chris your your be your ideal destination for Bridgewater for NFL and then maybe for fantasy? And maybe if they're the same, that's fine too.
1: Uh I don't know. I feel like I mean, maybe like like you said somewhere like like uh, there are, there's some reports that I read that Teddy Bridgewater might end up going to the Bears, or that I think some quarterback needy teams. I mean, obviously, uh, if I could choose anywhere, he could go to be the best fantasy. I mean, maybe somewhere even like if the if the Bucks can't get uh Tom Brady, maybe they sign Teddy Bridgewater. That would be nice to see. Yeah, that'd be a cool
0: fit and for that, him. I just mm-hmm. all all we, I care about is just he, go to a place that'll you'll throw to Mike Evans mm-hmm. and Chris Godwin and make them good. I mean,
1: if you can think about an offense with Teddy Bridgewater, a dynamic quarterback who can run and pass, then you have someone like Ronald Jones who's developing into a solid back. I think that could be a very a very like sleeper offense or not sleeper necessarily because of the star-studded receivers, but I think that running game could pick up and then it can be definitely a top offense.
0: Yeah, you see guys like uh who just aren't as good running backs but with a good offense around them, they look really good. Like so I think Ronald Jones could be helped by that too. And so I guess let's move on to the most notable wide receiver remaining on the free agent market, Amari Cooper. And I don't know, I guess he is a free agent now because the period, the new year has pretty much started. So Amari Cooper hasn't been signed. And with Dak Prescott being tagged and they already signed, uh, I guess they have Zeke. So um, Amari Cooper, like Chris, I don't know if they should bring him back. I don't think they should. What do you think?
1: I think they should try. I think they should give him their best offer that they're willing to give him, and if he doesn't accept it, then I think you just let him walk and you try and find some drafts, some people to kind of build around Michael Gallup as your number one wide receiver i yeah. mean i'm I'm gonna look up the Cowboys draft position quickly and see if they're like in a if yeah I
0: I would sort of agree with that because, like, I think they can't offer him too much. But, I mean, I guess at least try. But if he doesn't come back, it's not the
1: end of the world because of all
0: these guys. And with
1: the the Cowboys having the 17th draft pick, which is what I just found out, there's a a chance that they could get, like, someone like Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb or Henry Ruggs, depending on how fast wide receivers are going and how much they like each one. And that could be a solid young core of Michael Gallup and then one of those three receivers. Or, like
0: a second tier guy like T. Higgins or LaVisca Chenault or um, yeah. all those other guys, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think it just all depends. Like, if they can get him, great, but don't sign him for too much.
1: And then this could be interesting. Maybe, like, if I mean, it seems kind of unreasonable now for the Cardinals to hold on to Larry Fitzgerald. Or, well, did he retire? Did they- he got signed
0: to another one year deal, I'm pretty sure. So, he's coming back for more. But I don't
1: think it's for- worth very
0: much. And it's good to have a veteran around. So, mm-hmm. I kind of like that and so we got two quarterbacks left and these are probably the ones uh that are least fantasy relevant before we go to our final free agent signing um philip rivers is still a free agent and he doesn't really have much left in the tank i feel like he really struggled in los angeles so you really have to put the white right guys around him for him to be good again like i I I mean
1: this could be a situation where like maybe someone like someone that's planning to draft like a quarterback you know like Tua or Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert and let him sit behind Philip Rivers for one year if they want or just kind of let him have Philip Rivers there as sort of the backup to guide him I mean I, I would agree except for the fact that I think like it would be better to
0: sign a Tom Brady for that role than I think Philip Rivers because I don't know if Philip Rivers has as much left as
1: Tom yeah, Brady the thing is though, I feel like Tom Brady would be Cost a little bit too much, so maybe for a rebuilding team that wants to, to have a veteran around in the locker room, that could be he could be a good guy.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah. I understand that, but like I could see him being benched early though.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, but that could that could lead into like like I said, Joe Burrow to a uh, Justin Herbert. Comes, yeah, you know? that's true. And so, I guess the
0: last quarterback, uh, and we already talked about him, Tom Brady, is I think if you put the right weapons around him. He could maybe even return to. He could the QB1. fantasy. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I mean, he's the goat. Say he goes to the Bucks or something like that. That's that's I think he could go back to QB one territory possibly. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, with the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are a really interesting team to watch in terms of quarterbacks and because they anyone that goes there is automatically just gonna it's gonna be huge for their production coming yeah. in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, that's just because of all the wide receivers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so the last piece of news, and this is a bit interesting, uh, Devonta Freeman was cut from the Falcons, and I so I promptly dropped him in my rankings. So, Chris, what do you think about – I guess he still has some talent, but since he's getting hurt a lot, I think it's just it's too risky for them to hold on to him. Does he have any fantasy value
1: left? Uh, I don't think so. I mean – you saw his production in that Falcons offense. It wasn't really anything. I mean, he was so inconsistent, and I feel like he was—he's always end up being drafted like as almost a like a low-level wide running back too. I feel like, and they always just ends up being almost like a waiver wire guy kind of. Not quite a waiver wire guy, though, but just yeah, p- maybe some guy who's just
0: good enough to hang on to, I think.
1: Yeah, like, maybe someone that you keep as a backup in case your best wide- your best running back gets injured, you know? like I mean, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't, like, anything special.
0: And since mm-hmm. he's just aging, and I don't know if any team will be interested in an mm-hmm. older running back like that. Yeah. And so, I guess there's... Any Anything you want to talk about? I think there's one more trade that doesn't really have to do with fantasy, but it kind of does in a way. Calais Campbell uh, got traded from the Jags, and I yeah, think they're it was, sort of in rebuild mode now. Yeah,
1: they're in rebuild mode. I'd, it was just for a fifth rounder, I think, the Jags got. So I don't necessarily like this trade, but I think they're they're realizing that they're kind of in a rebuild. It's really disappointing because we saw a few years ago, I mean, that, that I feel like that Jaguars team could have been something because they made the AFC Championship, I think. Uh years? a couple Yeah, years I guess ago. they did.
0: So yeah. they they're so they... like rebuilding though. They're mm-hmm, in rebuild. But
1: mode. it it happens so fast and now they're going back into rebuild mode. So it's just interesting. I mean, I feel like whenever a team goes into rebuild mode, they're not you can't really trust them in fantasy. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, it might be a few years before they're fantasy relevant again. Mm-hmm. I sort of like Gardner Minshew, but like he's back end QB2 mm-hmm. territory for yeah. me. Um and so I guess i get that's pretty much it for the news and so we'll go into our draft preview teaser because we so, felt like doing a little draft preview yeah, before we, we felt go. like
1: getting maybe we'll have a draft preview coming out maybe like around around mid-april right before the draft starts up you know just or i think
0: maybe either before the draft or after the draft we'll decide yeah and i think or if maybe if the if the draft gets delayed it might be more likely to be before just because like, it might happen. If it happens in June, that's a long time to yeah, wait. Yeah, I, I don't. The next
1: I mean, it's, they've already closed it down to the public as we discussed in our last episode, which you should go check out. And I don't think it's going to get moved. So, yeah. So, most I, likely we'll have some kind of draft preview or ja- draft outlook after it's done, you know?
0: Yeah. But so, I think we pulled together two players or two or three from quarterback, running back, and wide receiver to discuss. And the first one is uh the obviously the consensus number 1 pick joe burrow who i think in the the situation he's going into maybe could be in inching on top 15 territory for fantasy
1: next year like yeah i mean it kind of if aj green like we talked about earlier how he could be really good with someone like joe burrow so i think if aj green stays healthy he's definitely a top 15
0: yeah, like, and then he's got Joe Mixon too. So mm-hmm. that and Joe Mixon a is really
1: bit. on the is up and coming.
0: And AJ Green finally gets his quarterback, so I think he'll be mm-hmm. a little happier. Yeah. And the other intriguing prospect too recovered from his injury way faster than we expected. Yeah, it was it was by Loa. So mm-hmm. I think Tua it looks like he'll. The Dolphins looked like the favorite to get him, but it looks like the Redskins might get him. It's possible other teams trade up. So, uh, what is his value? If if I don't know if the teams that are trying to get him, they don't really have that many weapons. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to have too much value, at least in 2020.
1: I feel like we're going to see a trade-up for Tua. I think that's very likely. That's one of the predictions that I have coming into the draft. I, I feel like the Redskins are kind of, it's its a sort of a smoke screen. Like they're considering drafting Tua, but I think their main focus is on Chase Young. And yeah. so I think that someone might even end up trading up with the Redskins if they're going to give them like a stacked offer. To come up to that number two spot, like the Dolphins, to select Tua if they really like him. I think that's the Redskins, what's most likely going to happen. I see him going probably top four. Yeah, I guess,
0: or if the Dolphins don't decide to trade up, that would be pretty risky, I would say, especially if they're committed to Tua for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've also got a couple running backs, then three wide receivers to talk about. And the first running back is Jonathan Taylor, who was really impressive at the combine, really impressive in college. So I would like him coming into this year. And depending on his situation, I think a lot of the people were saying that the Texans should draft a running back, but if they're committed enough to David Johnson, I don't know if they're going to do that. Like, do you think they'll still take a running back anyway, Chris?
1: I think if they're committed to David Johnson, they're not going to take a running back because that's, I mean, they, you don't trade DeAndre Hopkins just, to To get David Johnson and then select another running back. I they think. sound. I I still don't understand it. It just sounds yeah, it's, it's very just, committed. Oh, and and I mean, here we go. I just got another notification. This is actually a pretty big deal. If we want to discuss it quickly, Blake Jarwin, the Dallas tight end, gets three years for twenty four point two five million with nine point two five million guaranteed. Is that from Bleacher Report? Yeah, Bleacher Report reported it, and by Rappaport of ESPN. Um,
0: I think. Wait, is Rappaport... Rappaport's from NFL, I think, but it doesn't something. matter. So, he's from somewhere, and I believe he's from NFL. But the point is, Blake Jarwin, I do... He's a pretty talented tight end. He's never going to be that elite guy, but at least they have some security with a mid-level tight end. I don't think he's going to be too fantasy-relevant, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think he really has much of an impact. Yeah, It's just, so, just a, kind of a something that adds on to
0: that Dallas offense kind of... All right, so... And yeah, our other running back is DeAndre Swift. And he was sort of the consensus number one. And then Jonathan Taylor came in and sort of wowed everyone at the Combine. So he looks like maybe even the number two now. So he's nothing special, I don't think. But now he gets a chance to finally prove himself after a couple of years being behind Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle in that platoon backfield for Georgia, which now looking back, that was a really good backfield. But mm-hmm. um, now he has a chance to sort of prove himself, I feel like, in the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as big. I don't feel like this running back class is very good. I mean, it's kind of mad. Like, I don't really trust someone like DeAndre Swift in the NFL. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I don't really know as much about the running backs as I do about quarterbacks and wide receivers. But I feel like this isn't the year for a huge running back to come out of the draft.
0: Yeah, that I think that might be part of the reason why the Texans made their trade, which
1: mm-hmm.
0: I have still not understood. As the minutes tick <laughs> yeah, by, I continue I to it, not understand. It this
1: is. It is just remarkable. I mean. DeAndre Hopkins. The Texans are get, or the Cardinals are getting DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth rounder, and all the Cardinals are getting are, De- are So basically, here's what it was: it was two fourth rounds, which basically kind of cancel each other out, right? Except one and was
0: then, the te- The one that the Texans got was the one from the later year, which mm-hmm. is so like they get a disadvantage already.
1: I mean, yeah. And then, and then you have basically David Johnson and a second rounder for DeAndre Hopkins. If anyone thinks that sounds, if anyone sane thinks that that's a good trade for the uh, Texans, I, I mean, I I would have to disagree. It's just yeah, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous.
0: He's so old, I and mean, he's not old, but he's old for running back, David Johnson. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: I know he's getting older, and and then you got DeAndre Hopkins. Like, oh my, he's still young. He's a top wide receiver in the league. Probably maybe even the number one wide receiver next year. I mean, or. Michael no. Thomas. I think. Yeah, obviously, but, but like I think DeAndre Hopkins could be very likely be top three. The, he's
0: consistent every single year. That's a great mm-hmm. ad for Arizona. But uh, I think we've maybe hyped it up enough, or maybe we should spend fifteen more minutes on it. And
1: so but. maybe like the, the the Texans maybe are targeting like a or a receiver in the draft like Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, who we're about to talk about.
0: Yep. So let's start and, with jerry uh, those, judy jerry judy i think is my number one wide receiver and but it doesn't really matter though because the wide receivers are so stacked that like you can get someone mm-hmm. you
1: can get you can get solid like round one wide receivers later in the draft i feel like 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 people like t higgins and Laviska chanel i mean those are borderline round one guys almost kind of
0: yeah and they're like number four and number five wide receivers mm-hmm. and so Jerry Judy though is just so talented and now he finally gets to come to the NFL and just if he went to Arizona can you imagine two deep threats plus oh DeAndre Hopkins that would just oh. be ridiculous but I don't think they're gonna draft him anymore yeah I don't
1: think so I, don't, I think they 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 have other holes to fill in the defense that they should be focusing on in the draft yeah maybe
0: they'll get like Isaiah Simmons or something that that'd be mm-hmm. a cool pick
1: uh, uh I don't know if Isaiah Simmons is gonna drop that far though yeah, I, he's sort
0: of on the rise. So you're right. You're right. And but with like, the
1: draft capital that the Cardinals just gave up, I don't see that happening.
0: The very well, they didn't really give up that much. I mean, they gave up again, a second
1: rounder and a fourth rounder. So that's that's a lot.
0: That is a little bit. I mean, but not not much when you consider you got DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah, not much when you consider. You, yeah, that's definitely agree with that. And so I guess the other.
0: Uh, Top tier wide receiver. I guess there's two more top tier wide receivers and the other one one of the other ones is CeeDee Lamb.
1: And Mm -hmm, and I've actually seen I've actually seen him flip-flopped with Jerry Judy in different rankings. And I still like Jerry Judy a little bit more, but I think CeeDee Lamb could be a solid player in the NFL.
0: Yeah, CeeDee Lamb, I think from Oklahoma, and then Henry Ruggs, the third, who we're gonna talk about, is from Alabama. And so Henry Ruggs, I guess he did have the advantage of playing at Alabama, but I think he's still a very talented player i and mean so. he
1: basically along with jerry judy i mean you kind of think about it he did so much but with another star-studded wide receiver with him so like i feel like with how fast he is i mean speed you can never go wrong with a speedy guy i feel like so yeah just i think like, he'll be a solid player everyone good, dropped definitely DK a vertical Metcalf because of his
0: three cone drill and then he was it's just he's just so fast that like nobody cares anymore he'll just run who cares about a stupid three cone drill when you can just run yeah. past every single player in the defense <laughs> but yeah Henry Ruggs I like I, I do like those deep threats because guys like Deshaun Jackson guys like DK Metcalf can just have those huge games in fantasy that are so fun and they can just win you the week those are some mm-hmm. of my favorite players and so Chris is there anything else you want to talk about or is that it
1: I think we're pretty much done all right. So yeah, uh, thanks Good for, for downloading episode. and
0: listening as uh, as always. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember to follow us and give us a like. Yeah, Pod, Wherever you're listening, Podbean, our Apple podcast. Yeah,
1: subscribe on Apple if you enjoy it. Maybe rate it five stars. I don't know.
0: Follow on Podbean. Um, mm-hmm. at secondandgoalfantasy.podbean.com. I'll get B. this out com. to more
1: people, you know. We need all the people to listen. Yeah, we
0: might be getting it on other sites, too. We'll keep you updated. As all the updates are on our website at sites.google.com slash view slash fantasy. The link is also in the description of the podcast. So thanks for listening, as always, and we will see you Goodbye. guys next time.